Welcome to Tournament in a Tea Break. We are getting to the end. Wakey, wakey, come wow. on. Wow. There you go. The end of what? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Something. Some, something to do with tennis balls, anyway. Oh, well, what a day we've had. It was the men's semi-finals. And we ruined someone's stag do, which was Batista Ragu. Oh, okay. <laughs> so his friends yeah, right, all flew right. over. Actually, well, to be fair, um, they flew over and probably thought in the first set, we flew over for this. Mm. And then he kind of had a bit of a revival. Because Djokovic's level really dropped at the beginning of that second set. Yeah, he was a little frustrated there. And Roberto Batista Gu played some great tennis, showed why he's... He's in the Wimbledon semifinals and why he's now going to be at a career-high ranking. Actually, I thought that match was going to be really boring and not entertaining after about a set, but it picked up and it became quite, I wouldn't say dramatic, but you know it had its moments and it was in doubt until midway through the third set, so good achievement for the Spaniard. Yeah, no, I, I, exactly right. In the middle of that second set, I saw Djokovic with his really kind, you know, like when he, when he puffs out his cheeks and shakes his head and it's like, what, how, what am I, what am I going to do to get out of this? And he was doing that in the middle of the second set, and I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a long day. We're going to have a very long day. And then he suddenly picked up a gear, and as we expected, he sailed through. So no real surprise there. No, he's had a nice draw all the way through, and he's going to be well-rested and hungry and ready to see if he can nab his fifth Wimbledon title. So I think, you know, he shapes up to be in better better shape physically than... Federer on the other side, who we're going to probably talk about pretty soon. We are going to talk about <laughs> Federer and Nadal. I mean, okay, I'm going to be honest. I have often found their tour-level matches to be a real anticlimax. It's always bigged up. The ATP send you ridiculous amounts of stats of Federer episode, blah, blah, blah. It's like it's all but the Star Wars slow tracking thing and then it either is a walkover or a washout and it's just it's just boring this i think actually lived up to the hype uh what say you i think it, yeah it captivated our imagination because we the last time they met at wimbledon was so long ago 2008 and it was epic and of course you know they had the three finals in a row they were all pretty incredible but it's been so long and you're kind of wondering you know, what's going to happen between these two right now? They're both in great form, so we're expecting it. Uh, it was kind of a coin toss. I mean, you kind of were tipping Federer mm. yesterday. I was tipping Nadal, so congratulations. You were right. It was an, inc it was an incredible match. I mean, wouldn't you say? I mean, it it did, was. didn't go five, but... It didn't go five. I mean, I tipped I tipped Federer in five, but I was talking to a colleague of mine who was like, if this goes to five, Nadal's got it in the bag. And so she kind of made me a little worried for my reputation um you know I, I i had a furrowed brow as i walked out to the walled garden and got my uh japanese katsu curry <laughs> and came back you know fretting over over the uh over the outcome but um but yeah it was good and you know i well my friend my colleague pointed it out it seemed a very emotional roger federer that he'd made a 12th final Oof, you know 12 wimbledon finals now correct me if i'm wrong hasn't um Hasn't Nadal made 12 Roland Garros finals? He has, and he's done pretty well in those 12 finals. I think finals. he's done okay in them, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you, when you think about it, what's impressive and is always impressive and maybe we take for granted every so often is Federer is doing this at 37, yeah. going on 38. 
He is the king of grass. I mean, today was a crucial match, I think. I think there was a lot of pressure on him to beat Nadal because if he didn't beat him, he'd be 2-2 two two lifetime against Nadal on this surface, and we know how Nadal owns him on the clay. So yeah. when, you know, Where his, was he going to get what, his opportunity? What would history say about the rivalry if, if yeah. he couldn't even get an edge on him in grass? Well, I think in that way it was huge. Of course, making another Wimbledon final was huge, and, and now he's got a shot to, to, to win another title here, which... I don't think he can get past Novak. I think he's clearly the underdog here more so than he might have been Well, let, let's, today. Let's, let's spend a few words talking of uh, Djokovic and Absolutely. Federer. I mean, Djok- I, I, nobody I've spoken to thinks that Federer is going to make it over the line. I've got to be honest, most people think it's Djokovic is for the taking, unless something cataclysmic happens in the final and he really goes off the boil. It's a really bad day. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Federer at least get a set off him. I have a horrible feeling because the first words out of Federer's mouth in the sort of on-court, slightly off-court <laughs> interview, I don't know what you call it, the anti-room interview, Yes. Um, was, yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Um, and I think that took him, took took it out of him. Yeah, I think he's feeling a lot of emotions. Over, he was overjoyed. He feels relief. I think he, he felt, feels like he had a serious major triumph today. So it's like, how can he kind of... Kinda, yeah, how can he reset and go yeah. after Djokovic with the same zeal that he went after Nadal? You know, but if you look back at the match today, it was incredible how he was able to get it done. The first set tiebreaker was tense. It was kind of like nobody Momentum could hold their way. serve. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah. then he reeled off five straight points. And I think he's going to have to produce that kind of a magic, those kind of magic moments to get past Djokovic. And then he absolutely flopped in the second set. And I'm thinking, is this guy, is he is he done? Is he yeah, done yeah, and dusted? Yeah. Is this Nadal's match for the taking? Then he bounced back quite nicely and really was aggressive. He did all the yeah. things that we've seen Roger Federer do in the past on grass. And he's still doing it again at 37. It's just like, how does he keep doing this? Yeah, I think... Um... Well, as I said to you in the car on the way home, my old mum always used to say that in the semi-finals you get to see their best tennis. Quite often we get tickets in the ballot for the semi-finals and the finals. And she would always say, oh, given the choice, I'd go to the semi-finals every time because they want it so much. Um, you actually get to see their best tennis. Um, I have an awful feeling that we saw his best tennis today against Nadal. I am not sure that we're going to see his best tennis um, I just don't know how much he's got left in the tank. Yeah. What I think will happen is the first set will be intense and close. And crucial. Uh, and whoever gets that, I think, will will ha- definitely have the upper hand. But even if Federer gets it, I can see Djokovic just going up a gear. Yeah, we've seen Djokovic come back from a set down against him before. You know, the last two finals they played in Wimbledon, 2014 and 2015... Djokovic kind of had the upper hand throughout both of those matches. He won in five in 2014. He won in four the next year. And it was always Federer chasing, but he did produce some pretty pretty incredible moments. Came through tiebreakers, big things where it looked like he might be out of it. And he caused the, prolonged the match and made it really interesting. I think you can expect that perhaps for Sunday's final. I don't know if you... If, I think you can also expect probably the same result of Federer not getting over the hurdle. I just... Djokovic on grass. I think I think he's just... He's gone to another level last year yeah. and this year at Wimbledon. I mean, I'm not ready to call Djokovic a grass court goat just yet, but he's well on his way. I mean, the th- I mean, we touched on this a little bit during, during the past two weeks. The thing that got me when Nadal won, um, won in Roland Garros 
was that up until that point, everybody had been talking about Djokovic, how close Djokovic was getting to Federer's titles. Nobody even thought about Nadal. And then all of a sudden, Nadal is now two away from Djokovic. And, and we were like, well, where did this come from? Because nobody considered it. I still think we are possibly going to see all three of them at 20 or above. Wouldn't that be amazing? It, it seems, I mean, the way I, the big three are winning now, it's what is it? it's, it's now 54 of 65 slams, 11 in a row for the second time. They've had streaks of 18, 11, and 11. The big three have won consecutive slams. So it's just the domination. There's, there's no sign of it ending. I mean, this was a ridiculously, no. it was almost unfair, the, the gap between the big three and the rest of the field yeah. at Wimbledon this year. And so well, you might this, be right about that. I mean, this grass is a leveller, so if, if the young guns couldn't even get their act together to, to make a run here, um, maybe hard courts will, will be where we see one of them make a breakthrough. I mean, at this rate, I could see Marin Cilic suddenly becoming a two-time slam champion or something. It's that mm. bonkers this year. Anyway... That's enough of the men. We have the matter of the women's final tomorrow. Absolutely. It's exciting stuff with Serena Williams and Simona Halep. I know. This is, um, oh, this is, this is, again, another one of those finals where you don't mind who wins because Simona is just an all-round good egg and the, there is, of course, 24 on the line. And I think everybody wants to see um, Margaret Court at least have to share her record. Yes. Um, if not, eventually lose it. And I think most of the most of most of the natural world um including dolphins somewhere out in the atlantic would be perfectly happy for margaret court to lose that record mm-hmm. um however we have the small matter of 24 to contend with um serena has just looked better and better as she's gone on um i know that we tongue-in-cheek say well a lot of that's down to playing with andy but i've got to be honest with you she got a lot of that sharpness i looked at their stats i did the crunching of the stats i think she got three matches with andy which leaves her at um, maybe seven one or yeah seven one maybe um, she's six she's unbeaten six so she got yeah actually eight sets no what am I trying to say she she got two or three matches with Andy right yes. um, Simona coming into into this season on the grass is eight and one. Oh, okay. So they're quite closely matched. Oh, right, right. Maybe yeah. Serena's got one more match. No, yeah, there are different kind of different parts of their their development on grass, if you will. Like Serena's got the seven titles, this is her surface, but she's trying to regain her form and her fitness where Simona has kind of finally come into her own and it's comfortable on the grass. So it's interesting to see them clashing with Simona looking for a maiden title at Wimbledon and Serena looking for the eighth. The matchup has favored Serena, you know, ever since she lost to her in the WTA final, she avenged that loss, what, three days later, shellacked her. You wanted, me, you wanted me to use that term. She shellacked her a couple days later, and then <laughs> since then it's reeled up six Before straight. you say that, though, when, I, while I, while, when, when you were up this morning, and I was like sitting waiting for the copy to do, and they were talking about the cricket, mm. and they said, oh, it was a real shellacking. <laughs> <laughs> like, if the, this Aussie guy was like, yeah, it was like a right shellacking. Oh. I thought, oh, why are you in the shower? You should be here to listen let's, to this Aussie guy. That'd make, be right. It was a right shellacking. Well, from now on, we, had the, we have to have a quote of one shellacking per podcast. <laughs> but, but yeah. I mean, she, she yeah, she, that that has motivated her a lot, and the fact that she actually alluded to that particular loss, and she was like, that one time she beat me. I remember. It I well, remember it said. well, yeah. and you know, let's face it, last year everybody thought, wow, this is amazing, her comeback is fantastic, and now here she is in a Wimbledon final, hurrah! And Angie came out and slapped her silly. Yep, sixty-five minutes, six three, six three. Yeah. So, 
I don't know that Simone is going to quite do the same. I think she's going to drag it out to three sets. But I think history is calling. I've got to be honest, I think history is calling. Well, yeah, Serena's kind of had her way winning six straight against Simona. And, you know, her all semifinal this... match was so good. Go ahead. I was going to say, all their slam encounters have all been Have been close, sets. right? Yeah, I don't see why they shouldn't be close. And look, last year we were pretty convinced... I mean, because wh why wouldn't you think that Serena Williams is going to win Wimbledon, even though she's just given birth to her child 10 months previously. But now she's got an extra year. She seems to be healthy, probably healthier than last year. Her semifinal performance was ridiculously good. So if she can kind of continue playing that same type of tennis, she's going to make it really tough for Simona. But then again, you know, Simona with the fast feet, Simona with the great ground strokes, if, you can, if she can lure her into a physical battle, she might start to kind of, you know, make fatigue set in for Man, Serena. Man, Simona serving volleying. Wow. I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave it out there. Simona is serving and volleying. Wow, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, <laughs> she's, she's really, on, she's really onto something here. She's totally fallen in love with the grass. It's quite hilarious. It's nice to see and I like, I think I'm feeling like Serena's going to be the better player and she's going to have her way. That, but that's because I just watched Serena's semifinal against Streetsville and it was so such yeah. an imperious performance. But but Simona, gosh, I mean, we talk about Serena on the cusp of winning a 24th major and making all this history. But what if Simona from Romania becomes the first Romanian singles champion at Wimbledon, wins a second major? That's pretty much an yep. instant ticket to the International Tennis Hall of Fame. It would be massive for her as well. Oh, really? It really is. Once you get two majors, you pretty much get in. So Really? I mean, so know. there's hope for us yet then, right? I think so. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, which would be your favorite surface? <sighs> Grass. Grass? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll probably go... Short points. Yeah, I'd say grass and hard for mm -hmm. me, because okay. I don't like clay. Fair enough. I'm, I'm, I'm the Angie Kerber of, of this relationship, in that, you know, I, I don't think I'd win the clay one. Fair enough. <laughs> However... I read something from Martina Navratilova, interesting points on the match. She, she said that Simona should go body serves, because Serena's been returning, and she returned brilliantly against Streets of a... She likes to hit the angle, so if you take her out wide, she can turn that into a wicked mm. cross-court return. If you take her down the middle, I guess she can, you know... If she you, can if direct you, it anywhere she wants. Yeah, but jamming her in the body might be a good idea. I, th I think that Simona should read some of the advice from, from Martina. <laughs> it was pretty intelligent stuff that I hadn't thought of before. Like, how do you face a player like Serena Williams who looks to get on the front foot, who looks to be attacking and play first-strike tennis against you? It's going to be challenging for Simone. And hopefully, uh, she, maybe she had a few words with Darren Cahill about well, this matchup. Well, the, the very lovely uh, coach, uh, Ray Blundell, who is, follows me on Twitter, came up with this, like, hashtag, we're joking about solving Serena. Hashtag solving Serena. And I think that's it. But the, let me just touch on Darren Cahill. Ever since um, they reunited in... Um, well, I don't Cluj for this like uh, oh, right. the, thing. The charity yeah, event the charity Romania, thing yeah. with uh, La, La Famille Fonini mm -hmm. um, and everything was all lovely you know it's almost like there's a, a weight lifted off her um, you know she had a good run to the quarterfinal in Eastbourne she lost to Angie there is absolutely no shame in losing no. to Kerber on grass at Eastbourne so um, you know since Cahill's come back there's been a change in Simona. Um, I don't know whether Cahill will come back f like full time, but he's certainly been in her box and certainly been showing a lot of interest in her. And I think it shows, having him around shows in her attitude. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. She, I mean, 
And I think, you know, I'm sure he's having a chat with her and, and Daniel t about the tactics a little bit. And every little bit helps. So you you got to get Serena on the move. you got to find ways to kind of not let her attack you because if she's precise and she's attacking with that serve, she can just be too lethal. It's going to be a really exciting one. I, I think you're right. Three sets, I think it's going to be just a great a great match to watch between two players who are pretty much beloved by, yeah. by everybody, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I think, as I said, it's one of those rare moments where I don't think deep down you really care who wins because they both would be worthy winners. Yeah. But for me, I mean, if we set aside the chaos of the U.S. Open, um, for me, I w after Serena was just so shamed by Angie, I think mm -hmm. I think this is where she should have that redemption. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I don't think she'd ever do it in New York because it's just too close to home mm -hmm. it's like the, it's like it's like the Wimbledon effect on Brits they just collapse in a heap yeah um, so I think if she's going to do it it needs to be away from the, America yeah. she can pass Steffi Wimbledon titles and move one closer to Martina's nine which would be wow. pretty cool yeah okay right Do are we going to be back tomorrow I think we are why not I think we are so, as long as there's more beers yes yes we must invite german people around often to, to bring us beer okay um <laughs> uh we will be back tomorrow but until then of course you've been listening to ross satter and chris otto farewell bye bye